Y'all see that camp down there? They got everything in that camp. They even got those air-conditioned chairs. Man, look at that. They got the best view around. You ready? Where's that microphone at? Is that reading? That's reading. Here we are. We're starting a new adventure on another day on a view from camp. And I got uh, Trollsy with me again. And we got Trolls' son... Dane, the Danish dagger. <laughs> the one. The one, the only. What do you got to say there, Dane, man? Um, it's too early for this. What time is it? 4.41. 4.41. We're just leaving my house. And what time did you guys leave your house? What time? I don't know, around about 3.40. Yeah, 3.40. I woke up 3.20. Right on, and we are headed towards Montana for daddy-daughter deer camp with the Danish dagger. <laughs> what do you think about getting up this early, Dane, man? Um, I really don't like to do it, but I'll do it for Montana. Right on, and uh, we've got how far a drive? It's a lot of miles. How many hours? Uh, Twelve. Twelve-ish? Yeah, yeah, between ten and twelve hours, and what did you just find out? My truck doesn't have Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi is no longer working in the truck. <laughs> the Danish dagger's got his lip hanging low this morning. <laughs> you got any words of wisdom, Dane man? Um, no. What's no. your expectations for this trip? It's five by five. Five by five. Well, I guess that's reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> got to have expectations. All right. Well, we'll like. Uh, see how it goes going down the road we've got uh, 10 12 hours of driving to do it's four o'clock in the morning and off we go we'll see you later out say bye goodbye <laughs> all right Danner. here we are day what are we into this day six ish five deer camp in montana been laying them down huh dane Heck yeah. We got good buddy Craig here with his daughters and boy. And uh, got up here. We blew out. Well, we got a little recording that morning. 3.30 in the morning blew out. Got up here with about, what, an hour and a half, two hours? Hour and a half maybe, Dane? Yeah. What did we do? We Un unloaded gear. I <laughs> unloaded gear. Got back to the house. Money was like, oh, yeah, you don't need to get dressed. Just wear your jeans. Go for a quick ride. Let's just see what's out and about. And so we're going. We're riding for about seven minutes. And all of a sudden, my dad and Monty are like, oh, big buck, big buck, big buck. And so we walked over to it. It was facing away from us. Well, it was facing right at us. So I couldn't get a good broadside shot in. For how long? I don't know. Ever. Just, yeah. Freezing our butts off. It was like. 10 yeah. degrees. We were in blue jeans. Not dressed for the occasion at all. <laughs> but so finally, I it turned broadside. I think I shot him in the gut. Nah, not quite. It wasn't a full gut shot. Maybe clipped his back lung. Wasn't the best shot. Put a shot on him. He started running back, and so I put another one in him. All right, sorry. We had to get a gate open there. We had to pause for a minute. 
Dane, take off back where you were, where we were. So I shot him second time, and he goes and he walked just over a hill where we couldn't see him. So we ran back into the truck and went around, and luckily Clint saw him on the hill. He's just laying there. We th he thought he was done for, but I had to put another one in him. <laughs> I think I hit him in the lungs that time. But then he takes off running again and goes and hides behind a tree. I tried to shoot him again, but I missed that time. And then he goes and he runs back almost to where he was before. And finally he just stopped in these trees where I shot him in the neck and he just dropped. And then what did you end up with? Four by six. Big muley. Huge. Big muley. Are those your biggest muley? Mm-hmm. Or first this... muley? No. No. No, it's definitely the biggest by far, though. He's a good Montana buck, for sure. So we sat out there and froze our butts off, trying to get that cleaned up, taken yeah. care of. And... And jeans and t-shirts. Yeah, we were not dressed at all. We did not think it was going to go down like that. So lesson learned, if you go out, get dressed. Be, <laughs> re be ready. Be ready. So got that taken care of, got back, hung him up, skinned him out, Dane. It was freezing. It was cold. It was dang cold. What did we do from there, Dane? What about the next couple of days out? Next couple of days? Yeah, from there. And then... See, we got Charlotte's first, right? Yep. Had the had so many kids, we split them up. They had to come with the fun bus. But the fun bus is the is the A team. Went out with Caroline. She's what seventeen or not? Caroline. She was Charlotte, seventeen years old. What do we do with that, Dane? We got her killed. She's a nice four by four. Nice well, had eye guards. Big Every eye single guards. deer we killed. Cool deer. It's been a dang fun trip, as always. Been cold, snowy. Yeah. We had minus five one morning. That was brisk. That made you think about what you were going to put on clothes-wise, didn't it, Dane? Heck <laughs> yeah. Hot hands. Oh, felt like a marshmallow was bundled up so Hot much. Hot hands galore for everybody. And snowing sideways. Just been kind of gloomy weather, which is okay. Don't mind hunting the snow. We got about what, Monty? Four, six inches on the ground, maybe some yeah, spots. Yeah, four or five, anyways, for sure. Settling down, but it's been kind of blustery weather. Yeah, got thirty-two today. We feel like we got a heat wave going on. But wanting to snow and get kind of windy and crappy on us. We've been chasing deer all day long, haven't we? What do we got down now, Dane? How many? Five. Five, five out of total. six. Got Craig's other daughter, a good one. His younger son, a good one. Monty killed Tank last night. <laughs> I had to give him a nickname. He was so big. Killed a great buck last night for Monty. That was fun. Don't hit that tree. And we just about hit a tree coming down the hill. <laughs> down the hill. Got that watch. was just... We're driving around right <laughs> recording. We're recording. That just got western. I don't know how we didn't take that mirror off. Holy crap, that was close. I thought we were done. Woo! It just started sliding. I wasn't even hitting the brakes and it started sliding. <laughs> Yeehaw! That was close, folks. That was a good one. It's a little western sometimes when we're driving and recording. It's just slick. We've been driving on this road, so it's icy underneath. And <laughs> that was awesome. Good driving. <laughs> I don't know how we didn't take that mirror. I get the gas. I think it pulled us out of it right at the last. <laughs> I thought we were going to bite that tree. <laughs> Sorry about that.
<laughs> Never a dull moment at the daddy-daughter deer camp with the Danish dagger. The dagger. <laughs> Dane picked up the nickname dagger on this trip. The Danish dagger. The Danish dagger. <laughs> but it's been a great trip. We're, like I say, what, five days in? Got to lose two girls tonight. They got to go home, back to school, so they're flying out. We still got one more tag to fill for Craig. Working on some projects at the ranch house. Yeah, helping out the mommy's aunt and uncle. It's been awesome. Been a super fun trip as always. Mm-hmm. Dane, how many years you been up to Montana's daddy daughter deer camp? This will be my fourth or fifth, right, Dad? I'm thinking fourth. Unfortunately, COVID, we didn't bring kids, so that was a an out year. Yeah, but yeah. I think you've been coming since you were ten. Maybe mm-hmm. not. No, maybe younger than that. No, I was in third grade, so uh, I'd be. There you go. So quite a few years. Nine, yeah. Definitely something we all look forward to every single year. Mm-hmm. Just because it's, it's country living. No cell service. If it is, it's so bad you can't hardly do anything. Off the grid. Just country living. It's awesome. What do you like about it so much, Dane? I like how open it is. There's not so many people around here. Far and few between, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Houses are probably what two miles apart, mile apart. Yeah. You guys got to have free reign to do what you want too. Let's talk about that a little bit. Here. Yeah, your free reign you have. Yeah, well, we have tons of land to hunt on. You just kind of go awesome. go playing, right? Yeah. Chasing turkeys with broomsticks. Uh huh. <laughs> I hope you get a hold of one and see what happens on that. When you grab a hold of one. I hit that one with the broomstick <laughs> two days ago. A whole group of kids come from uh, Seattle uh, with Craig Kovacic's family. And these are, these are kids we don't hardly ever see except for when it comes to deer camp. So it's kind of fun to go to deer camp with, and meet up with some old friends that you don't run into very often and get to spend a week with them. Yeah. See a few coyotes. Got close. Gave a couple of haircuts. Yeah. With the rifle. What else have we seen, Dane? We've seen antelope, whitetail, sharptail. And that weird-looking duck thing this morning. Some kind of weird bird this morning. We got to watch a cat snatch up out of the air and game over for that bird, whatever it was. That was kind of fun. <laughs> Wild barn cat got a hold of it. It's been great. It's crazy how fast the time goes when you're up here. Oh, I know. Too fast. Lots of lessons learned. Yep, life lessons. Deer camp. Either deer procreating, doing a little fornicating, <laughs> or uh, cats eating birds. Yeah, Anything just, else that uh, could go wrong can go wrong, and it's uh, the live or die. Life. In the plains of Montana. Good life lessons where just pure common sense comes into play. Yeah. Like, you know, how to get a fence. Yeah, exactly. How to open a gate. Some of these kids have never opened a gate in their life. It's good to get them up here where they can. Sorry, my voice is fading out. I'm looking for deer as we're driving here. We can look across a big, long valley, so to say, where you can just glass and glass and glass. We've got a front moving in, though, so I think the deer are hanging low today. They're hunkering down. Yeah. But once again, I don't want to repeat myself. Landowner accessibility, private land, and being friends with landowners. We're on another piece of land right now that he gives us permission every year. 
and it opens up this, doubles it, what we can hunt. Yeah. So we're thankful for Gary once again, let us hunt his land. Trying to teach these younger kids that uh, how to be stewards of other people's land and take care of it and be respectful, and uh, it it opens it up for future hunting for us in the future, you know, later down the road, and by taking care of it and being good to those people and thankful, and mm -hmm. we make a trip around to all the different houses and uh, of the ranch owners and bring them a little gift or send them a gift afterwards, something or. Something just lets them know that we really appreciate the fact that they let us, you know, take over their land and hunt on it. Because without it, be slim pickings. Not slim pickings, but we'd have land to hunt. But it sure is nice when you can cross a fence and go to the other side if you see something. Yeah, it's come in handy a couple times this trip. It has. What's your favorite part of coming to deer camp? I love seeing all the deer skulls in the shop. <laughs> yeah. Seeing them all next to each other is the coolest thing ever. What did you learn last night on Monty's deer? I was learning how to gut him. Yep. I learned why not to gut shot him. <laughs> Don't want to get the factory <laughs> going, do you? Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> learned how to skin a deer this trip, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Is that the first deer you've gutted fully yourself? Yeah. Last night? Mm -hmm. You did a good job. Thanks. If I'd have known that, I'd have shot him better in the paunch if I'd have known you were going to be your <laughs> full-time gutter. <laughs> uh, let's see, this was my... I've skinned my other two deer in Utah before, but... Helped out, right? Yeah. Learned something every time. Learned how to cut around the legs. Learned how to cut around. Uh -huh. You need to get a big, big one on so you can learn how to cape one out. That's the next step. Yeah. This is the first year we've had four kids or... Say kids, four younger younger people that are able to hunt and we sat down with them when they first got here and talked about expectations and setting an expectation for what you want to hunt and then uh and then hunting hard and trying to meet that expectation uh, instead of just shooting whatever deer you see and yeah. trying to you know pick what uh, what you want what you were hoping to quality. achieve or quality and and then going after it and going mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's a little different for everybody. You could figure out, you know, if you want to shoot a 4x4 four four, or if you want to shoot a, you know, you'd shoot a 3x4 if it's more mature or or whatever. But it just makes a better hunter and really a better conservationist even to make a plan and and then try to stick with it. it, it it's not just opportunity hunting and just anything that comes out, you know. So we've got lots of time this trip, so it was good to... To sit good. down and set those expectations and then go from there. Yeah. It was great. Charlotte did awesome. Charlotte's the oldest girl here. And we set, we got set up on a couple and told her to take a good look at the horns and see what she thought. And she passed on three. Yeah, three. Three bucks, which yeah. was awesome. Tickled my heart. It was fun. And she did some great passes. She had killed bigger bucks. So it was awesome that she could see that and pass on it. She ended up getting a great one, too. Ended up getting a great buck for doing that. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, pretty lucky when we can uh, control it a little bit like that and just get a better hunt in and, and just know that, I mean, we've killed uh, better quality deer this year. And because yeah. uh, it's not, we're just out there. We're not, it's not about just getting out and shooting something. It's trying to go through the whole process, uh, you know, setting your expectations and trying to figure out what you want to achieve. 
life lessons right there. Life lessons. Yeah. It was great. Dane was just fortunate. The first deer we ran into was <coughs> that's the a, one. That's a shooter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, when you go to get that gate, give old Caroline a kiss on the cheek. We're trying to got like some cute thirteen, oh, fifteen-year-old girl, seventeen-year-old girl, Dane's thirteen-year-old boy. We're trying to tell him that these are some pretty cute girls, but he's not falling for trying it. To help him out. Trying to help him out. <laughs> trying to get these gates. Like, right? just reach around, give her a hug while you're squeezing that gate. Been pretty fun. These kids have been awesome. Good kids. Like Monty said, good life lessons learned. Takes two of them to get this gate. We're just sitting here watching them open it up. Now they're learning teamwork as well. So it's pretty cool. Almost all the gates are a little too hard for uh, one youngster to try to open up. So it works out pretty good that they learn that, uh, you know, then problem solve it. Just don't even tell them what to do. They got to go up there and figure out how to open it up and how. Hold on, hold on. Sorry, I got to get a picture of these kids. Two here. of them are getting it done. Smile, you two. Smile. Just, just smile. Stand by each other and smile. You can get a little bit closer. You don't have to get that far apart. Good job. Sorry, I had, to take, I had to take a pick there. Anyways, yeah, been an awesome hunt. Still one tag to go. Craig's looking for the big dog. Don't be afraid to talk. All right. <laughs> Here we are on the probably the final day of deer camp, and we're finally joined in the fun bus by Mr. Craig Kovacic. What a What do you got to say for the week, Craig? I think it was a pretty good week this week. Every All the kids got deer. Real good deer for kids. Yeah, and, you don't uh, talk very loud. I guess. <laughs> One of them got a turkey. I think it's been a pretty successful week. Give us a rundown of which one's got what and what what all happened this week. Well, Charlotte, who hadn't got to shoot a deer last year and the year before, kind of settled for a smaller one. So she was itching. She let us off with a... A nice heavy four-point buck, and then uh, Caroline smoked one with Bonnie and Trolls, and then Dead Eye Johnny. Don't use our names. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) A.K.A. A-Team. The A-Team. A.K.A. the Fun Bus. (laughs) And then uh, Dead Eye John smoked one off sticks at about 300 and then 400 yards. Yeah. What was the last call? 385 on the range? <laughs> Something like that. So, yeah. It was close to 400. Yeah, it was good shooting. Dropped him. What do you think about being down here, John? Uh, I love being down here. This is our childhood. <laughs> this is where I grew up. Always, you know, feels like you're coming back home. A lot of good memories here. Heck so, yeah. So. What, do you remember the first time you ever came out this way? came out hunting with us out here? Yeah, it's probably with you and your dad, brother, one of your old cars. The The Buick. The Buick, yeah. Went up to that, just above that lower reservoir, probably below the upper reservoir. And Dad sat in the car while we went out for a walk. I think he whacked a deer while we were out walking. (laughs) Probably. He was about the luckiest sucker. (laughs) He'd send us out, walk all the draws and sit in the car, and it always seemed like the big one ran by him while we were out (laughs) hoofing it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love this place. It's 
it's a special place for me. And I'm grateful that I get to share a little bit of that with my kids in the next generation. What do you think, Little John? Um, it's fun, and I'm a free trapper. <laughs> You're a free trapper. Well, John learned why he was here. Explain what that means. I do whatever I want, whenever I want. That's right. There are consequences to that, there but can there can be. Give it a whirl once in a while, especially when you get home. When your mom tells you to clean your room or something, try it. See, every dad text me how it works out for you. <laughs> yeah, free trapping might not go over so well at home. <laughs> but it's a good mentality to live by. I'm a free trapper. I'm going to do the things that I want to do, and I'm going to go to whatever extent to do them. It's a lifestyle, though. Well, uh all jokes aside, it is a little bit of the special part of being out here. You feel like you're kind of free from the world and all that uh, that ties you down and just kind of out here and enjoying the country and setting all your worries free. So it's a pretty good week every time we get to come out here, for sure. Always different, but always a little bit the same and always good. Yeah. Probably significantly different for you guys being city slickers living over in uh, Seattle. Yeah, for sure. We live in the suburbs out there. uh, You know, so we don't get to do a lot of this kind of stuff. I mean, I grew grew up doing it, and I love it. So I always love every chance I get to come out and do it. But I'm also real happy that I get to share some of it with my kids because they don't get to go camping and shooting and hiking and uh, just spending time in the nature and away from things as much as we got to, you know, I think it was a good way, good way to grow up. And I'm glad that my kids get to, you know, have a, have a taste of that or sense of it anyway. And they're all convinced they want to buy a ranch in Montana now. So I hope they do someday. <laughs> right. Heck yeah. right on. The uh, obviously the name of the podcast is a view from camp. So what does uh, how or how could you relate being to camp to your mentality during your regular days of working and living? Well, I think we all get wrapped up in our jobs and all the minutia of you know busy modern life and. I think, uh, you know, coming out to do something like this or any way, any time you get away from that uh, day-to-day life to spend time with friends, uh, you know, that's what we all need to recharge our souls and kind of bring balance back into our lives. And I think, you know, you get in those busy, hectic days, it's nice to just sit back for a minute and, you know, think about some of these memories to help keep your life in, in balance. It's, you know, even even at, at work, we all enjoy <coughs> working together and working with each other and the camaraderie of that and, you know, have a job where we work as a team, basically. And so I think spending, spending time with people and relating to each other is ubiquitous right on let's go way back uh to when you're a kid 
don't you give me an idea of what you guys did for hunting, fishing, trapping, playing around, goofing off as growing up? And Well, I grew up, as you know, right across the street from a lake. So in the summertime, I would get up early, go out, walk across the street, fish for a while, catch a few fish. By the time I came back, my mom and dad were usually off to work. I had permission to open up a can of beer to make a beer batter to cook the fish, so have some fish and eggs for breakfast, and make sure I save about half the can of beer to wash it down. <laughs> Six-pack later. <laughs> <laughs> I did make the mistake of using my dad's last beer one time, and he wasn't too happy with me when he came home from work. <laughs> and then, you know, we had open country like this right out the back door go out and wander in the woods and then when we got a little bit older we borrow one of our dad's trucks and pretty much as soon as hunting season started we were out every weekend and sometimes after school if we could be different times i remember bringing my deer rifle to school locking it in the car and then leaving directly from school to go hunting yeah <laughs> have all your stuff ready to go Try and get a little bit in before it got dark after school. And most of our family vacations were, you know, my dad had a camper to put on the back of the truck. And so we'd put that on and go camping somewhere, usually on a river or lake where we could fish a little bit. And later on, he got a, a little ski boat. So we'd throw the camper on and take the ski boat down to Tongue River Reservoir or up to the Bighorn Canyon and camp and fish and water ski. It seemed like we were always camping out, even if it was uh, sleeping on our deck or in a tent in the backyard. Yeah. Summertime was like almost all all camping. Yeah, we did spend a lot of time in the, in the backyard in the summers in a tent. Yeah, that was kind of a little adventure when you were a kid. It was fun. I used to set up the tent and then just move it around. I slept the whole entire summer every night out in the tent. Until we got the motor home that we never used, but uh, sat in the backyard. And, and I just, in the summertime, I moved into the motor home. More for reasons that were a little easier to roll out of the house. And people could come visit you any time of the night. And nobody really seemed to know. So A little bit of that did go on. There was an advantage to camping in the backyard. <laughs> but in a small town, a coal strip, you didn't have to, we would go gallivanting around and meet up with our friends, and there really wasn't a whole hell of a lot of trouble you could get into. No, not too much. Besides maybe going and stealing somebody's raspberries or pulling some carrots and raiding somebody's garden. Other than that, there wasn't a whole lot of trouble. Yeah, I might have taken some rhubarb out of a garden or two before in the middle of the night. I'm a free trapper, damn it. I want to trap some vegetables. I could trap some vegetables in any garden I want. That's right. We were free trapping back then. <laughs> it's nice to get back and free trap again. Thanks for listening to A View From Camp, where your view from camp is a state of mind you can enjoy anytime. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at A View From Camp Podcast or on Facebook. You can also email us at aviewfromcamppodcast at gmail.com. Reach out and let us know what you think or share a story from your view from camp. Thank you.